0: Good morning. Welcome. We're thrilled you're here. He is risen. Indeed, the stone is rolled away. It did not end on the cross. He rose again. He ascended into heaven, and he's not just on vacation. <laughs> he's coming back. He's alive, and he's active and, and in our lives, and uh, we're here to celebrate this morning the risen Savior. Join us as we sing, Christ the Lord is Risen Today.
1: Christ the Lord is Risen Today Day. One day they led him Up Calvary's mountain One day they kneeled him To die on a tree Suffering anguish Despised and rejoiced Infected, bearing our city by its generous And their hands at the a nation stretched out on a tree. And took a nail for me.
2: Creed together. I believe in God the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell, and on the third day he rose from the dead. He ascended into heaven and is seated at the right hand of God the Father. And he shall come again from heaven to judge the living and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, in the Holy Christian Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, and the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen.
1: You humble
0: You guys can have a seat. Kingdom kids, you guys can head right on out that door right there. Walk in a nice, normal, orderly line. He looks like that's going to happen. <laughs> and uh, Pastor Derek,
1: you're up.
3: Good morning. It's great to rejoice in God. Don't worry, I'm not joining the worship team. Don't worry. It doesn't, doesn't doesn't seem to be a microphone down there. We're here to worship a living God. So let's just pray to Him and thank Him for who He is and what He has done. Let's pray. Father, we thank You for the truth that we've been singing about. We thank You that we're not just singing about myths. We're not just singing about fairy stories. We're not just singing about something which is not real. We're singing about truth. You are the truth. Lord Jesus, you are the one who is God. You are the one who became man. You are the one who came to this earth. You did die for us. And yet, as we've been seeing, death could not hold you. You rose again. And you're seated at the right hand of Father. And one day you are coming again. One day we will see you. And Lord, we just give you praise and thanks so we can celebrate this truth. As we have spoken it in the the words of the creed, we believe in you, Lord Jesus. We believe that you died. We believe that you rose again. And we believe that by faith in you, we are saved. That we have gone through death and we have walked into life. And one day we will see the fullness of that. Lord, we rejoice in you this morning and say, hallelujah, Christ is risen. Lord, we give you praise and we give you thanks. You've done so much for us, Lord. Help us this morning just to 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 return something of uh, your love to to us. Lord, help us in some way to respond from our hearts. Lord, perhaps some of us are here this morning just wondering what on earth we got into. We're here with family or friends, and we walk through the doors and we thought, goodness, we what are these people on about? Lord, if that's if there's anybody who's just saying this in their heart. Lord, I pray that somehow your truth will break through into their lives, that you will open their eyes, that you will open their ears. Lord, we pray that you will speak to skeptics this morning. Lord, we don't presume that we're all rejoicing in you. Some of us are just wondering. Lord, if you're real, speak to me, Lord. And now as we give you these gifts, we pray that they might be used for your kingdom and your glory. In Jesus' name, amen.
0: Thank you, Pastor Derek. Good morning, everyone. I've just got a few announcements for you. If you are a guest with us, we're thrilled that you're here. Welcome. Uh, there's a card in the pouch right in front of you. Uh, you can put a little information about yourself on there, as much as or little as you'd like to share. You can give it to one of these ushers, or there is a wooden box in the back on your way out on the right. Uh, a few special announcements today. There will be a new members class on Sunday, April 22nd and 29th at 9 a.m. This is for everyone new to the church plus those returning after a significant period of absence. Call or email the office if you would like to attend. If you have any questions, see Pastor John or Pastor Derek. The Hoving Home Sound of Life Choir will be here next Sunday, April 8th. The choir will perform a couple songs and give testimony that will be suitable for the children. Once the children have been dismissed to Kingdom Kids, the following testimonies may include adult content. If you will be staying for lunch, please sign up in the foyer today. Budget Requests are due April 8th. There are copies of the form in the foyer. Prayer meeting schedule has been changed for this month uh, to Sunday, April 29th, and then again the following Sunday, May 6th. Uh, We have uh, the hashtag PrayForOne t-shirts and stickers available to purchase. You can stop by the church office during the week, or they will be available next Sunday. All money collected will go to our food pantry ministry. If you are reading the Daily Bible, you are a complete champion, and you should currently be up to page 1018, or if you're in an e-book, you should be on August 9th. Please see your bulletin for additional and more detailed announcements. Without further ado, Pastor John, why don't you come up and uh, share what you got for us.
4: And thank you, worship team, this morning. Fun worship, right? A little old, a little new. Everybody like that? You're all, what are you all going on about, as uh, Pastor Derek said? You're all, what, what are you all going on about? <laughs> well, hopefully we'll know, right? Just a couple of quick things to follow up on uh, those announcements. One thing that was left out. When the Walter Hoving uh, home comes and these gals give their testimonies... Um, I put that in my series on Grace Illustrated because these are illustrations of grace. And um, let me just say that we want to bless them and speed them on their way. So those of you who are, are part of the stewardship of this church, that is, you contribute to making things happen here with your uh, time, effort, and especially money. Uh, by the way, not parking on money. I just wanted to say for that morning... If you're inclined to give above and beyond your normal giving, indicate that for the Walter Hoving home. We want to send them on their way blessed because uh, they're coming to minister to us and we want to do that. The other thing is we usually have a really nice, like, bookmark for you for Easter. And uh, one of the problems with ordering things online (laughs) is it doesn't always look like what you thought it looked like, so... If you would like a really big kind of not-so-pretty, I I said that instead of ugly, uh, bookmark, you can also use it to hold your door open or something (laughs) else, but (laughs) sorry, that happened. Jody got them and went, look at this, I went, yeah, look at that, and uh, so they're in the foyer, if you want them, please take them and uh, find some use for them, (laughs) there you go. I'm driving in this morning. I couldn't resist. I pulled out and I told the worship team this. By the way, worship team, you look like you were having entirely too much fun this morning. If you're new to church, having fun in church is a good thing. I know some people have a completely opposite view of that, but the early Christians, and especially on this day... Kind of went out of their skulls with joy because everything they had lived for seemed to be dashed on Good Friday when Jesus died And when they discovered he was alive first, they didn't even believe it His own followers had trouble believing it And then when they finally had the lights come on, they were just beside themselves Well, we're 2,000 years down the road and uh, we kind of know some of that story, but i'm hoping today it'll become real So on the way in today because um, Easter and standard holidays for me as a preacher always are kind of daunting. You know, it's like, oh boy, it's a big day. And yet, we're living in the light of the resurrection every day, if we belong to him. But I decided to pull out an old blast from the past, an old Christian rock album called Petra. Yes. Did I say something wrong? Uh and on that album is a song called "Creed." So I had to sing it on the way in. I believe in God, the Father, and I won't quit my day job. even though I can't carry it, I think. But anyway, what's that? No, 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 no. No clips. So listening to that creed, though persecuted, it will stand. I will stand and hold to this creed that Jesus was raised from the dead. So my brothers and sisters this morning, he is risen. risen And indeed, that's true. So this morning I want to talk about restoration grace. Restoration grace. And uh, we had to stamp across my little uh, picture there, he is risen. How could we skip that? I have um, shared in the past, and you may remember when we stand to... Toast our master and our king at communion. We say there is a king, and to the king and to his kingdom. And I stole that years and years ago from these wonderful, not fairy tales but fictional stories called Tales of the Kingdom, an artistic uh, brother and sister uh, Karen and Burton, uh, Karen and uh, what was his name, David Maines, had founded a church in Chicago called Circle Church. They really made use of the arts and and special music and all kinds of things, drama, uh, to make the gospel fresh in that inner city context. But on the side, they wrote these fantastic books. Now, by the way, I'll just go on record, a little critique. The first one is the best. Really hard to track down, probably cost you a little bit if you were to try to get it offline. No, you can have these. The first one is Tales of the Kingdom, and in that story, which maybe you can connect these dots without too much explanation, there's a wonderful land that has been taken over by the Enchanter. The Enchanter lies to people, and he keeps the place kind of wretched, and people in slavery and hard labor, and it's just a miserable place. But there's tales of a king that once ruled who was wonderful. And everybody loved him. And when he was in charge, life was the way it was supposed to be. And there was a little underground movement because some people seem to know about this king. And you can bet on it. It's the taxi drivers who know about it. And sometimes after they let off their charge at their location, they drive away and say, To the king! They say, What was that? And the more you began to connect with those people who knew about this underground movement, you would hear their comments, to the king, to the kingdom. And once in a while you would hear, to the restoration. So the books are Tales of the Kingdom, Tales of the Resistance, like those cab drivers. Guess what the last one is? You're so smart. Tales of the Restoration. Well, we want to talk a little bit about restoration today, if we could. I was thinking about, that's a sweet allegory, speaking about spiritual reality, actually. But I was thinking about restoration. I don't know if any of you get the Times-Herald record. Uh, Yeah, I know. But uh, reading in there, Donna Kessler is the the motorcycle and car person, all the hot rides. You know, I'm sure there's a few of us in the room that uh, motorcycles and cars matter to. Maybe maybe more than one or two, calm down Derek and uh, Brian and whoever anyway, yes, and uh, so you you read these really cool stories about people restoring old battered you know model Ts or whatever that were sitting in a in a barn, and everything that goes in the barn was in and out of that car, and it 's all rusty and they they pull it out, and they start the process of restoration. There's something fun about getting it back to where it was supposed to be. What was that, what was that Clint Eastwood movie with uh, the car? Grand Torino. Ain't she sweet, he says, looking at that car. I'm not recommending that movie. Anyway. My mom and stepfather met working at a paper company in Manhattan... They have plants all over in the wooded areas of, of the nation. And uh, they were green before green was cool. They would make, uh, take trees down, of course, to make paper products. Naturally, they had a planned process of reforesta- reforestation that was, that was, they were proud of it. It was amazing. And that was before echo was cool. It really was. They were on the front end of that. There's something right about restoration. Anybody ever been to Mystic Seaport? The Charles W. Morgan 1841 whaling vessel. I got to be in there while it was up being restored. Just seeing that, the way it was. Observing. They're going to bring it back as close to original as possible. I think they may be done with it by now. I'm not sure. I lived up in Broome County. I mentioned we got hit once with a 500-year flood and once with a 100-year flood, all within a period of a decade, all within one decade. I think when I had first come down here, you were still in shock and so was I, but uh, they, I had visions in my head of driving to work or driving into town, into the town of Endicott up in Broome County from my home and seeing everybody's lives piled at the curb. Stacked higher than my height for miles, everything destroyed. What a process of restoration. But you want it back where it should be, right? You want it to get back. And then we think about medicine today and robotics and knee replacements and all of that. And science fiction goes a little further with those ideas of replacing human genetics, if you will. So that we can be improved, to make it better the way it was supposed to be. Well, that's make believe. Some of it's real. We're experiencing some of it with the great strides medicine is making. But in the real future world, absolute restoration is called resurrection. That's what we're looking forward to resurrection. The re- resurrection, the full restoration of mankind which started with what we celebrate today, the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so this morning, how appropriate it is that we park on that subject today of resurrection. I'm looking out. I know there are people here that have had uh, all kinds of physical struggles. And when we talk about this as a believer, it's like, I can't wait. Right. Some of us are like, yeah, please, please. What a great truth, the truth of of the resurrection of Jesus which we say is history and it is. Just look at the data. I won't park too much on this until a couple of minutes from now, but history was changed by the resurrection of that man Jesus. To this day. Why are you why are you sitting in a church today? If you're not, a, first of all, if you're a Christian, you come regularly. You're sitting in a church because the person named Jesus died for your sins, but he also came back from the dead. Amen. If you're visiting today and it's not your custom to be in church on a Sunday, you're here because this is the big day. Everybody remembers that Jesus came back from the dead, and for two thousand years, people have been setting that apart and making it special. Two thousand years—the fact that people have Sundays off is a historical leftover from the resurrection. He rose on the first day of the week, which was Sunday. It used to be Sabbath on Saturday. You're all looking at me like you don't believe I'm telling you the truth. This is the truth. History was changed. B.C. Now that's, uh, what is it now? C.C. C, C, yeah, yeah, whatever. Anno Domini. They didn't like that anymore. But it's still post or Christian era. Christian era. History was actually changed. But here's the biggest thing. Some people have tried to say that the resurrection was a hoax. It was made believe the disciples made it up. Really? You know, I might uh, be willing to die for a few causes. How about you? There may be some causes worth dying for. Make believe science fiction movies and lies I'm not willing to die for. But the early disciples laid their lives on the line. It didn't matter. You're telling me I have to deny that Jesus is the Lord? I can't. I saw him. He's alive. He was raised from the dead. They were willing to lay their lives on the line. It's no accident that Christianity overtook the Roman Empire and has changed the course of history ever since. Just because we forget about history doesn't mean it's gone, it's there. And we still have reminders of it to this day. So let's talk about it very quickly, if I could. One, the resurrection of Jesus. We're going to talk about restoration grace. And restoration grace is settled first in the resurrection of Jesus. Here's what the scripture tells us in John. And I forgot to read my passage of scripture. Would you follow along with me as we read the text today? John chapter 5, John chapter five starting in the 21st verse. Starts as, just as the Father raises the dead. Can we go back to that one? wherever it is. Yes. For just as the Father raises the dead and gives them life, even so the Son also gives life to whom he wishes. For not even the Father judges anyone, but he has given all judgment to the Son in order that all may honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. Ooh. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word and believes him who sent me has eternal life and does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Truly, truly, I say to you, an hour is coming and now is when the dead shall hear the voice of the Son of God and those who hear shall live. For just as the Father has life in himself, even so he gave to the Son also to have life in himself." And he gave him authority to execute judgment because he is the Son of Man. Do not marvel at this, for an hour is coming in which all who are in the tomb shall hear his voice and shall come forth, those who did the good deeds to a resurrection of life, and those who committed the evil deeds to a resurrection of judgment. John chapter 5. did don't know if you're aware that that is all in there, but it's right in the words of Jesus. Let's pray together. Lord, we want to thank you that you are the, not only the author of life, but you're the restorer of life. So thank you that restoration is reality, that Jesus is raised, and that has implications for us today. Not just in the hope of eternal life, but also in the authority that has been given to you, Lord Jesus, as the Savior of the world, the one who you said is the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father except through him. We pray, God, that we would have ears to hear, that we who have put our trust in you would rejoice and be built up today in our most holy faith, and that those of us, Lord, who uh, are thinking, uh, seeking, wondering, that, Lord, we would have your Holy Spirit speak into our hearts. We pray for help today in the great name of Jesus and all of God's people said, amen and amen. This text where Jesus is speaking about uh, the Father giving him life came in a context where Jesus had manifested a little bit of that power that is to come. The Bible puts it this way, the powers of the world to come. He had been walking through a town. There was a pool called Bethesda. It was surrounded by a bunch of sick individuals. One man couldn't walk. Jesus goes over to him and says, do you want to be well? Great question, by the way. Still ask that question today. Do you want to be well? He says, I can't get into the water. There's supposedly an angelic healing power there or something. It's kind of a mysterious text. You can figure it out later on your time. And uh, he says, get up and walk. He's healed radically. Well, some of the religious people were a little upset because he did that on the Sabbath and that was a no-no. So we're having an argument and Jesus is defending his posture. He's explaining reality to these folks. Just as the father has life in himself, he says in John five twenty-six. even so the father gave to the son also to have life in himself. There's that debate after he had brought about A healing, a little manifestation, a little tiny manifestation of the powers of the world to come. There's another part of the dialogue in another place where the Lord Jesus is also having a discussion, and this is what the scripture says. It's also in the book of John, uh, the second chapter. Jesus answered and said to them, destroy this temple, and in three days I'll raise it up. The Jews therefore said to him, it took 46 years to build this temple. Are you going to raise it up in three days? But he was speaking of the temple of his body. Isn't that interesting that he would know three days? Uh, Jesus knows a lot of things, just just to let you know. He's pretty smart because he's God. But he was speaking of the temple of his body. I love this little addition here. When, therefore, he was raised from the dead, his disciples went, oh, yeah, I could have had a V8. Oh, yeah. He said that. They remembered what he said, and they believed the scripture and the word which Jesus had spoken. It took a little bit of a shock to get get it through, finally. But he had said it. He had been alluding to it. He had been communicating this. Now, by the way, if I could just park for a second, I have to respect people who, who struggle with, you know, do you really believe that? I mean, do you, do you think that is true? Doesn't that sound like fantasy? And let me just encourage you that if you're a thinking individual and you don't want to put your faith in something that proves to be false, do the homework and investigate and see if there is evidence in our history and evidence that's tangible for the resurrection of Jesus. Um, There's a booklet you can get your hands on. I would recommend. Lee Strobel wrote the the case for Easter. You can get it for $1.49, but I'll tell you what, I'll buy you one. I'll make sure you have some. If you contact us, if you fill out the little card and say, I would like one of those, I would like to investigate. Is there actual evidence? Is there rational proof, if you will, that believing in the resurrection is a sane thing. Yes, it absolutely is. We're not going to park on that today. I just want to encourage you to pursue it so that life might be your gift as well. Sometimes people might think, well, how come, how come he never shows up? Any Christians ever wonder that? Yeah, me too. Like, I've, There's been several times in my life, you know, an angel would be nice right about now. If you'd like, help me out here a little bit, that would be helpful. I do believe that uh, our family in the history has experienced some angelic intervention on our behalf. But, very interesting, Jesus did show up again for the Apostle Paul. His life was changed. I don't know that that was the last time. And why should it be unreasonable for Christians to believe that the resurrected Jesus can invade our history if he wants to? Moody Press, anybody ever heard of Moody Bible Institute? Years ago, they did a whole series of great movies. Yes, Gene, you would know. Do you know the story of Sadhu Sundar Singh? How about that? I got him. Great story of this man in India who was hostile to the gospel. There were missionaries in the area. They were giving out Bibles. He took one and just to make a statement, he tore it up and destroyed it. I showed God. He was so miserable, one night he was on the verge of suicide, he said, okay, God, if you're real, you better show up, and guess what? The real deal. You can read it for yourself. His story's been written. He was so radically changed, he was called the apostle of the bleeding feet because he crossed the mountains out of India into Nepal barefoot to preach the gospel. Because Jesus revealed himself. Why should that be unbelievable? It makes sense to me. Not on your dime. Not because you say now. But he's alive, friends. And he's real. So the disciples finally believed his word. Even though they were a little dull half the time. Remember Thomas? I love Thomas. Don't you love Thomas? We all relate to some of the disciples, don't we? I don't want to admit who I relate to. I know who some of us relate to, but Thomas, you know, oh sure, he's alive. Yeah, mm-hmm. you know, I, I just, I, I sold, I, I cashed in all my chips to follow Jesus. You know, we were going to start this new franchise, and it all goes down the drain on the cross last Friday. No, no, he's alive. Yeah, right. And Jesus, and then Thomas says, "What? Well, you know what? Okay, if I see it." I'll believe it. In fact, no, that's not good enough. If I can touch where he was nailed to that cross, if I can put my hand in that wound in his side, then I'll believe. He didn't even have to touch by the time he met Jesus alive. But Jesus insisted, touch me anyway. See that it's me. I'm not a ghost. This is not a floating spirit. It's me. There's the marks. The real me is alive. Anybody remember Thomas's response? My Lord and my God, I'm settled. I believe in the resurrection. So he is transformed. And notice about the life of Jesus, this resurrection, restoration body. The scars are there. He appears in a locked room. They're all locked in because they're afraid of persecution. He just appears. How many parents would love to be able to do that in their teenager? I caught you. Ah! How did you get in here? He just walks in through the wall. He's there. I didn't hear that and I don't want to. And uh, he says, you got anything to eat? Resurrection body, like it can't die again, right? So I don't think it needs to eat to live. But it got, oh, not bad. Is eating an amazing real body? Why is this, this is better than any superhero? And boy, they got a billion superhero shows now, right? On every every. Oi! This body was designed for interdimensional life. This body that we have is designed for life in this world. You cannot function in that other world without that interdimensional type of body. We're going to come back to that in just a second. So let's talk about it. The resurrection of the saints. If you're a note taker, that's the next one. The resurrection of saints. Let's talk. Jesus said... Do not marvel. This is all out of the text we read this morning. Do not marvel at this. An hour is coming in which all who are in the tomb shall hear his voice, and they shall come forth. Those who did good deeds to a resurrection of life. Those who committed the evil deeds. Oh, man. Hard language, right? To a resurrection of judgment. Yes, hint, everyone is destined for life. Everyone is destined, not eternal life with Jesus per se, but everyone is destined for life. Jesus on the cross settled the the question of the absolute restoration of all that is. But the saints specifically have the same anticipation of what happened with Jesus. You know, when Jesus was alive, he, just like us, uh, when, when he was alive, he's still alive, but when he was alive as a man on earth, and when he was walking the earth with his disciples, he had friends, family, acquaintances. One of his closest friends was a man named Lazarus. Does it ring a bell? Lazarus was deathly sick. He's traveling with his disciples. They send a message, your friend, your dear friend, Lazarus is sick. You better hurry up because they know Jesus is able to heal people. He's been doing it for three years on his, on his, uh, on his ministry uh, trips, Gesundheit. And as he as he's, hears the news about his friend, he knows uh, they're not going to rush down there. Bethany, the town right outside, little suburb, little you know, bedroom community outside of Jerusalem. Not going to rush. What? They finally come. They hear the news. He's 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 gone. Our friend Lazarus is asleep. He tells the disciples. They went, Oh, well if he's sleeping, then he'll get better. No, you're not listening to me. He's asleep, as in spiritual language, he's dead. Oh man. So they go to Bethany, Jesus encounters His sister, you know, the sisters are Martha and Mary. And here's what he says to Martha. Jesus said to her, she said, if you were here, he wouldn't have died. He says, your brother shall rise again. Martha says to him, oh, I know that he'll rise again in the resurrection on the last day. That's true. All Orthodox Jews believe in the resurrection just like we do. There's going to be a restoration going to happen. But what he, she didn't understand is he was saying, yeah, that, you got your theology right, Martha. That's very nice. But I'm actually going to do something special today. I'm going to give you your brother back. And so he calls out, Lazarus, come forth. They move the tombstone. He walks out alive. People freak out and they should. Now, let me say, if, if, if you're dead for three days, probably you're experiencing something in the other world. So, when he came back and said, everything Jesus has been telling you is true, he, and he commanded me to come back, I'm telling you about it. I'm telling you everything that the scriptures reveals about our Father in heaven loving us and wanting to save us from our it's all true, and life is found in this person, Jesus... All the locals who were against Jesus wanted to kill him as well as Jesus. Got to shut this guy up. That's not like the crossing. I you know. I got this vibe that your ancestors are telling me that. Uh, 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 it's like three days dead. He stinks. That's what his sister says. <laughs> Don't open the tomb. Bad idea. He comes back and he talks about it. That is not a resurrection, though. That's a resuscitation different in terms of I mean you can use the word but resurrection like Jesus had Lazarus had to die again but Jesus's body does not taste death again that's an implantation if you will of the powers of the age to come a healing miracle is just a taste just a taste of the restoration power that God has for mankind am I making sense Everybody got that? By the way, Jesus' body was simply a prototype. Did you know that there were many installments of resurrection through the Scripture? It wasn't just... The Scripture tells us in 1 Corinthians, I don't put this on the screen. This is sidebar. This is for free. No charge. Okay, That each in his own order, Jesus was raised from the dead. Christ, the firstfruits, after those... Those who are Christ after that, after that comes those who are Christ that is coming, and then comes the end. There are actually other manifestations of resurrection. Did you know that? When Jesus died on the cross, Good Friday, when he died on the cross, the scripture says there was an earthquake. The uh, veil of the temple was torn in two. A very remote verse in Matthew, most people skip right over it. It says, Many of the saints were raised from the dead, went into town, and freaked people out. That's my version. Doesn't say that in the in the King James, but it freaked people out. You're what's his name? Yes, I am, and I'm going to heaven now. He was in his resurrection body. It didn't say they died or hung out like Lazarus did. There was actually a little installment of resurrection right there. But what about it? They're all based on the prototype of Jesus' glorious resurrection body. They're all like His. We sang about it this morning. We'll be made like Him. That's the scripture about resurrection. Our resurrection body is the same as His. Listen, <clears throat> there's a brother here. Uh, I don't know, is, Jim. Are you here today? Jim, or are you still gone? Oh, they were working downstairs. Jim Whittle is a... Jim, why are you hiding on me? (laughs) Jim is one of the uh, state police divers. When I was a kid, I used to watch... This is going to date me. Sea Hunt. With Lloyd Bridges. (laughs) Lloyd Bridges. Bridges. Now, any TV show back then when you are a punky little kid in the 50s in New York City... Anybody like Lincoln Vale of the Everglades or Sea Hunt or Sky King, out of the western sky comes Sky King. I'm sorry you kids grew up in this generation. It's so boring. But anyway, Lloyd Bridges undersea diving. I mean, I'm watching. He's like, all of that. I'm going, man, I want to do that. I mean, I'm almost dead, and I haven't done it yet. So I said to Jim last year, You got that stuff? Take me to your pool. I want to do that. I want to learn how to do that. I'm holding you to it, Jim, in front of the whole congregation. <laughs> you know why you need that? Because you may notice you can't breathe underwater without the right equipment. I can't. Can you? You can't breathe underwater without the right equipment. The scripture tells us that the body that Jesus got that is going to be given to us equips you to go underwater. It equips you to go into that other dimension. It is able to toggle between the spiritual world where time doesn't even matter. Don't don't ask me. I can't figure it out. Where time doesn't matter, I can toggle between that and this world. I can still enjoy taste. I wondered, I've, I've wondered, when we, when we get those bodies and we begin to serve him, I think there's, there's something implied in all of this. What will I be doing? You know, it's not that Gary Larson cartoon I always tell you about. The guy sitting on a cloud with wings, bored to tears, saying, I wish I brought a magazine. We're going to be not only, and it's not just worshiping, you know, singing forever. Doesn't your voice ever? Well, not a resurrection voice wouldn't get tired, but still, no, I believe they're serving as well, building something in the millennium and in the kingdom. There's activity. And what we're doing in this world is preparing us for that one. We're getting if you will our credentials in order, our skill set in order. We don't think this way very much. We love that song I'll fly away, right? I'll fly away like a bird, never have another care in the world. Woo-hoo-hoo. So, I'm sorry. But not really. <laughs> don't you dare. That song is based on the powers of the world to come. That's what it's talking about. But it's not just escape. That's what we tend to park on, right? We tend to park on, oh, finally be done with all income taxes. (laughs) Finally be done with flat tires. Right? I'll finally be done with, well, you fill in the blanks. What's your favorite gripe? Annoying neighbors, or whatever it is. That's, that's what we... Th- no, no. We're getting prepared for something even better. The scripture talks about the disciples in the, in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews. Some of them were willing to embrace martyrdom that they might inherit a better resurrection. What on earth does that mean? It means there's something to do with how we're living our life now that affects then. The assignments that we will have. I commend to you uh, Wilkinson's book. That was, he was the one that wrote the prayer of Jabez. Everybody loved that one. You know, Make me well to do. Make it all work out. What about the last one? The life that God rewards. He talks about what's happening in glory. That what we do now impacts what will happen then. This body... God takes a seed, probably has something to do with our DNA, no matter how destroyed the body might be, he takes that and from it regenerates. Well, you all saw Jurassic Park, you know how that works. (laughs) That's all make-believe, but God's a little better off than, you know, MGM Studios, okay, whoever it is. He takes it and he rebuilds us and something about what we've been through and how we've served him has an impact, which is why... The Apostle Paul says so many times to believers, glorify God in your body. I want you to just ponder for a minute. I'm I'm talking to believers right now for just a minute. How are you glorifying God in your body? When Jesus is seen by his disciples, his body is completely restored in resurrection, right? And yet... He has the marks of his work. The marks of his work. In beauty glorified, the song says. Will we have the marks of our work? Or will we have the marks of how we have dishonored the body? If God says something about how I use myself sexually, will some of that violation as a believer be encoded into this next world. Something to think about. If I'm to honor God in my body, what does he say about misusing uh, hallucinogens or whatever it happens to be, which actually the Bible says is an open door to the demonic realm. Did you know that? The language is precise. Any kind of addiction that I'm destroying. Will there be encoding that I wish I didn't have as well as encoding that I will be thrilled to have. See, there's a reason God says what he says. He's not mocked. Whatever man or woman sows, he shall reap. So we are destined to have this. And by the way, let me make it clear. It's a victorious body no matter what. If you belong to Jesus, right, it's a victorious body. Even your tat's going to get glorified, pal. Okay, He's got a restored tat. I mean, how, how cool can it get? You know, it's, it's going to be a restored, restored tat. I have to think about that. There's probably people in here saying, tats are sin. So I, how does he restore that? I don't know. Anyway, forget I said that. Mm, rewind the tape. The resurrection of Jesus is a true fact. The resurrection of the saints is a true fact. In fact, all mankind. So we come to this last point, the redemption of sinners. What was Good Friday all about? Jesus died on the cross to pay for what we've done wrong. We're not aligned with our master. God, the author of life, brought everything into existence when Adam and Eve blew it. And by the way, it's not mythology. Everything came crashing down. Explain why death happens when the body is designed to continually regenerate itself. Why does it happen? There's a remarkable spiritual as well as scientific thing at work called death in the world. Restoration will reverse that. So one day, it will all be set straight. But in the meantime, mankind is in a position of brokenness and broken relationship with the source of life. That's why he died on the cross, to bring us redemption. And here's the cool part. The resurrection of Jesus proves that everything he did for you worked. He was proven to be the Son of God by the resurrection from the dead. Romans chapter 1. The redemption of sinners. Listen to the words of Jesus out of the text we looked at. He who does not honor the Son does not honor the Father who sent him. That's just politically incorrect, isn't it? I guess God has a right to be politically incorrect if he chooses, since he's offering the way to rescue. He's offering it to us. We can take it or leave it. Truly, truly, I say to you, he who hears my word believes him who sent me has eternal life. He does not come into judgment, but has passed out of death into life. Could it be any more clear? He that believes in the Father and that the Father sent me, believes my words, has eternal life. He doesn't come into judgment. Why? Because you start in a place of judgment separated from God. That's where we are as humanity. We're a mess. That's why Jesus said, tell this to everybody you possibly can. That's why we're doing hashtag pray for one, not for the saved, for the lost, for those who need Jesus as Savior. And some of you are here today, you need Jesus as your Savior. You've passed, when you believe him, when you receive him, you pass out of death unto life. By the way, all believers, you ought to have that as a memory verse. It's a great verse, isn't it? John chapter 5, verse 24. He who believes him who sent me has eternal life, does not come into judgment, but passes out of death into life. This last week, I had to do part of the job that I don't love. I, I love to minister to people, and I love to speak the truth, but I don't love when people have to face death. So uh, one of our sister's mom went to be with Jesus, and thankfully she was a true believer. Uh, Several several verses and songs that were her favorite. In fact, her favorite song, her mom's favorite song, was Trust and Obey. (laughs) Can you imagine? Trust and obey, for there's no other way to be happy in Jesus. Anyway, whenever I face that reality, I think about this. And and I'm going to share with you in closing what I share with people at a funeral. Because God uses those events. It's actually a gift. It's a gift to us to stop us, to make us stop and think and look squarely at this enemy. Because that's what the Bible calls death, an enemy. Look squarely at it. Because let's face it, our whole culture does not want to look at it. Even funerals are disappearing, you know. Just stop doing them. Want to look at it. What does this mean? Let me take, take stock of my own life and my own time. Where am I at when I have to face this? Because I most assuredly will. Everyone in this room will. What will happen? So I go back to the story where Jesus raised Lazarus. But before he did, he's interacting with Martha, as you know. And as she's talking with her, he uses this phrase. I love this. Jesus said to her, I am the resurrection and the life. He who believes in me shall live even if he... What? Dies. And everyone who lives and believes in me shall never die. Isn't that awesome? This is before he was raised. Then he was raised, which proved it was true. And he says... Anyone who believes in me shall live, even if he dies. He says he knows we're in this holding pattern for now. Until the great restoration, people are going to die. When he comes, you're, if you're here long enough, some of you young people may be here long enough, he'll actually show up. You won't have to die. You'll be what the Bible says translated. Probably happened to a, who, Enoch in the Old Testament. He was one of the early installments of resurrection. A taste of the powers of the age to come. Friends, it's coming. The age to come is coming. Here's my question. Do you believe this? Do you believe it? Will you receive it? In other words, are you ready? The restoration's coming. Where are you personally parked today? Have you chosen to honor the sun? Have you chosen to receive his gift? Are you chosen to say, I believe you did all of that for me, now I want it in my bank account? Because it's not automatic, remember? There'll be a resurrection of the just and the unjust. And I'm making it up. I had a picture I was going to show of the resurrection of old art, but old art used to have tons of pictures. That's it. Albrecht Dürer, wood etching, I think. That was real popular back when the... um, The Jesus people were on the move back my generation, the 70s. And we had newspapers to share the gospel and defend Christianity. And this was on the cover of one of them. I still have it in my library. Albert Duro, The Resurrection. What I love about it is, see the guards laying there at the bottom? You know the story. He comes out of the grave and they go, ah, and they faint. And so would you. (laughs) But I can be ready for resurrection. So where are you parked today? Have you received Christ's gift of life eternal? We're not pressure people here, but I am going to say this. We're going to close with a worship song together. We're going to stand and sing it. I'm going to ask um, deaconesses and staff who are available to come to the front and be available. If anyone wants to pursue or just ask questions of what does it mean to put my trust in that savior jesus and how can i be sure that i'll be part of the resurrection on his terms life eternal is my portion or if there's something that the holy spirit spoken to you about today that you say i need to get that fixed because when i stand before jesus i want the marks in my body to be positively coded so i'm ready to serve him forever We're going to stand as we worship. I'm going to pray. Would you stand with me? And after the song, we're going to close. If you are interested in pursuing, asking, receiving Jesus, make your way up here. We'll have people to serve you. Be glad to pray with you. Jesus, God, we want to thank you today that you conquered death and that the restoration is a sure thing, and also that everyone under the sound of my voice can know without a doubt that they have life eternal, because this is not some fantasy. This is not just tales of the kingdom. This is the word of sober truth. Jesus has indeed been raised from the dead. He's alive today, and he's coming again To sort it all out, he will raise the quick and the dead and bring us all before the judgment seat. Help us be ready. We worship you in the great name of Jesus, our Savior, the one who loved us enough to give his life and shed his blood so that no one would miss out if they choose it. Help us in Jesus' name.
0: We're gonna sing a song called "So Will I." It's a, it's a story of uh, the story of the gospel. It's the story of uh, creation, and from there until now, and it's a call to action. It's a call to uh, to look a little bit like Jesus. So whether you are new to this or been at this your whole life, and you want to either make that commitment or make that recommitment, feel free to come down.
1: God of creation, there at the start. To the dark, fleshed out the wonder of light. sound of your voice, and as you speak, a hundred billion creatures catch your breath, evolving in pursuit of what you said. Reveals your nature, so will I I can see your heart in everything you say Every painted sky, a canvas of your grace If creation still obeys you, so will I
0: Were made to worship, so alive.
1: If the stars were made to worship, so will I. the mountains bow in reverence, so will I. the oceans roar, your greatness, so will I. For if everything exists to lift you high, so will I, if the wind goes where he ascended, so will I, if the rocks cry out in silence, so will I, if the sun will fall, our praises still fall shy. You chased down my heart Through all of my failure and pride On a hill you created The light of the world Abandoned in darkness to die And as you speak hundred billion failures disappeared where well, you lost your life so I could find it here if you left the grave behind you so alive I can see your heart everything you've done every part A billion different ways. Every precious one, the child you, you died to save. You gave your life to love and soul so alive, like you would again a hundred billion times. What measure could amount to your desire? You're the one who never leaves the one behind.
4: We're going to pray. If you're the one that's left behind, you don't have to be. Feel free to come. Seek out the Lord Jesus. No one's going to force you in anything. However, He died for you so that you might have life eternal. Don't hope so. Don't just passively think it's okay. Make sure. In the name of Jesus, God, we worship you today. We thank you for the resurrection that proved that your plan to redeem us worked. No other faith on earth has a resurrected living Savior who's coming again. So we believe it's true. We hold to this creed. And we know that our Savior will come and gather us up. (laughs) We will fly away, but it'll be better than flying. In the great name of Jesus, we worship you and thank you today. And all of God's people said, amen and amen. Have a wonderful Easter. The front is open. Make way for people that might want to come forward. Thank you.
1: I can only imagine what it will be like when I walk by your side. I can only imagine what my eyes.